Hello and welcome to Drop Bear Downpour episode number one. It is finally here and I'm so excited to just be sharing this with you guys. Now, um, this episode number one is really, really special. Um, I sit down with my wonderful partner, Jared, and we wrap, recap our trip to Adelaide to fight on Diamondback FC, chasing that triple champ status. It was a big moment for us um, and you get to hear sort of a bit of behind the scenes what it's like as a fighter, what it's like as a partner going through that whole process. We touch on um, everything sort of leading up to that. You know, we we speak about quite a few fights before that um, and we talk about the team and all the things that we do in preparation and how we do support each other. Um, it's, It's a really nice... Uh, episode to to kick off the podcast and I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, This particular recap, um, we do go into a lot of detail, so we've actually split it up across two episodes. Um, So here is the first, the very first part and the very first episode of Drop Bear Downpour. Let's get into it. Alrighty, and we are live. Cheers, creaky. Cheers, creaky. Like me, getting old. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome. I am Danielle Dropbear Curtis and I'm here tonight with my wonderful partner Jared Berry. How yeah. you doing, babe? I'm good. <laughs> Sunday night. Sunday night, that's it. After a big day watching all of the fights um, on TV, wonderful Sundays, getting all of our housework done. How good. <laughs> Typical Sunday. Typical Sunday in the Dropberry household. <laughs> and today um, we wanted to kick things off by, um, I guess, talking about what the last week has been like or the last week and a bit has been like for us because um, we had a pretty big weekend last weekend. Um, as most of you would know, uh, we travelled to Adelaide. Um, I was fighting on Diamondback uh, Fight Championships um, and, yeah, I was fighting for a title and uh, it wasn't just a single title to me. Um, I actually became a triple weight division champion, um, which to my knowledge I don't think has been done before um, in MMA at least, um, meaning I have a title in uh, the featherweight division which is 66 kilos, the Bantamweight division, which is 61, and now on the weekend uh, the Flyweight division, which is 56 kilos. So uh, I thought we'd get together tonight and we'd have a bit of a debrief and sort of go through what um, what life's been like for us and uh, what that trip was like. Yeah. So obviously the Gamma World Championship at Featherweight, it was huge. Uh all the way over the other side of the world. So that was a big one, tournament-style show as well. So multiple fights, multiple days. Um, and then earlier in the year, you, you got that next weight division down, the Bantamweight Championship, which was um, incredible to be there for as well um, on Storm Damage. And then, yeah, this uh, past weekend gone, flew all the way down to Adelaide and um, conquered that dream of becoming a triple weight division champ. Yeah, that's it. And so obviously, you know, big moments in life, 
that we've been able to share together, which has been really, really cool. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Jared not only is my partner, um, he also trains. We train together. Um, he's also always in my corner. He's my cornerman. He's my biggest hype man and, and partner in life. Um, but yeah, so you would have seen him, um, in my corner for, for all my fights and then he, he gets to come into the cage with me as well, be there through it all, through the thick, through the thin. Um, and so, uh, I figured we'd kick things off by sort of having a chat about the, the, the journey, um, and what it was like for both of us. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll start by, I guess the lead up, so um, or even we might even go back a little bit further than that. So obviously um, it's been a journey even just to be able to fight in all of these different weight divisions and unfortunately Jared is the one that has to deal with me day in and day out um, when I'm, you know, cutting down weight, getting bigger, stressing out about making these new weight divisions um, because it is very stressful um, and for the last seven fights I've gone up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down in weight. So 66, 61, 66, 61, 59, 61, 56. So um, I guess I'm going to hand this over to you to sort of chat about how stressful um, it can be but also what it's like to be a partner of a fighter and have to deal with um, all of the bits and pieces that come with you know, leading into a fight and being cranky, hangry human beings. Oh, you put me under the pressure here. You make me talk about the um, <laughs> not so glamorous stuff first. But um, honestly, it's just uh, it's it's very easy with you because you put so much into your preparation, into your training, and you have that team that you've built around you. It's really just reinforcing that you are on the right track. You're listening to these people who you've set up around your um training camps dietitians strength and condition conditioning coaches and um yeah on those days where you think that you might be off track a little bit and you might be a little bit crankier or not too super happy with where you're at um yeah just being there for you and reinforcing that those people are to be trusted and it's worked time and time again and you've able to do this uh successfully now for a lot of fights uh, um, sequentially so yeah, yeah so so Jared is being super nice about this um, he's making it seem like I'm a dream to deal with but um, she is. <laughs> as anyone would know and as anyone who is a fighter or has had a lot to deal with fighters um, making weight even if you're making the same division over and over again um, is incredibly stressful because no weight cut is the same um, but for me and for our situation is I've literally not had two fights back to back at the same weight division for the entirety that we've been together. Um, it has been up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, changing weight. Um, and I've been super active as well, which means it hasn't been over a very long period of time. So that puts added stress in terms of building back up size and then dropping it back off and changing my body composition. Um, and he is incredibly patient and incredibly supportive. As you just heard, um, I I couldn't do it without him. Um, but as he mentioned, I do have an incredible team um, around me. Obviously, first starting with my my main coach, um, my main team at Nova. 
um, who are always, you know, helping me be the best fighter that I can be. Um, and then I have my strength and conditioning coach, Maddie Cass, um, who makes me into the best athlete that I can be. Um, and then, and so helping me to really put on that size and strength um, when going back up weight divisions, but also making sure that I maintain that um, when I'm dropping down weight divisions um, and just making me the best that I can be and try and um, basically ensure that I'm going to, you know, not get injured and all of that kind of stuff. And then then we move on to one of the most important aspects of, of my success in terms of being able to jump up and down weight divisions and that is Ryan. Um, he's the dojo dietitian. He's part of the fight dietitian team. He's literally uh, like changed my life in terms of fighting and um, being able to jump up and down these weight divisions and be successful at all of them. And I think that's the difference um, is that it's one thing to make a weight division, but it's another thing entirely to be able to perform at those different weights. Um, and given that I have fought anywhere from 70 kilos to 56 kilos and within the last, you know, year and a half it has been from 66 all the way down to 56 and that's, you know, 10 kilos and three titles um, is just incredible um, and I think that's a testament to, as Jared said, the team that I have around me and that includes him um, and uh, and the hard work and effort that I put in as well um, and that we put in as a team because, as I said, I couldn't do it with without him. So thank you for being, being there for me and being patient and kind and, and reinforcing, you know, all the the hard work and and everything that we do know that we know we do know to stick to the plan and and you know um just help try and de-stress me a little bit yeah that i think that's the main thing um the the less time you're stressing about those little minute things the the more time you can dedicate to to becoming a better fighter and a better athlete so yeah i just try and make it as easy as possible and reinforce all those things that the as I said, the team uh, put in place for you to succeed, and it hasn't let us down yet, and I don't think it will. Yeah, I, I agree. I've actually added one extra component um, recently to to the team that has seen some um, big success for me as well, um, and I've actually added in a mental coach, as in like a, a mental performance coach. Um, and that's Rob. Um, you would have seen me sharing some of his stuff. Um, his Instagram is therapy with Rob. Um, and that has been a, a big game changer for me as well. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to raise awareness of that kind of thing as well because a lot of people only look into getting um, a mental coach or seeing someone for that mental side of it, for mental performance. Um, all fighters talk about this game being like 99% mental. And yet most people only ever go and reach out to a professional like that if they're having issues. So it's more of a reactive thing um, that people reach out and, um, you know, worry about that kind of stuff after they've had issues. Whereas for me, I'm always trying to find any sort of minute detail in terms of where I can become better, where I can, you know, um, improve. And so I've... Um, I've engaged, yeah, I'm a mental performance coach and, and I definitely think that was another um, great, you know, great thing to do, um, great resource and um, I've only been with him for a sort of a short amount of time really 
Um, but I've already seen big improvements in that side of it as well. And same with every single one of them. So like walking into Nova from the sh- – like I've only been really at Nova for quite a short amount of time really and my like training is amazing, um, great, amazing people, supportive people, like the best coach ever um, in Rod and um, yeah, I think when you have supportive people around you, you can really do anything. Yeah, definitely. Like those, uh, as you said, that addition to the team with uh, Rob, as I've seen uh, developments in, in your mental and how you prepare for fights and, and how you are on fight night in that short amount of time. And it paid dividends, I think, uh, on the weekend. You were able to just shut out any of those little doubts that you may have had, um, but you are pretty confident. Uh, going into that fight anyway, the camp was good. So The camp was good but, uh, yeah, part of that was, yeah, also the mental work that I did um, with Rob in the lead up to that fight and, um, yeah, it really just really just changed things for me as well um, and we'll get into um, o- overcoming some adversity as well um, when we, we talk about that fight. So we'll, we, I guess we'll move on. So, yeah. Um, we travelled to, to Adelaide. Um, we headed down there Friday um, last week. And, yeah, travel was great. Um, our coach Rod, Jared and myself headed down there. Um, obviously, Saturday was weigh-ins. Um, you know, it can be a bit nerve-wracking. Or actually, I, I won't say can be. It's nerve-wracking every time um, you cut to a new weight division yeah. and which I have done now multiple times in the last last year because uh, obviously I was competing at 66 so I made 61 for the first time or 61.2 bantamweight. Um, uh, then I also had a catchweight fight at 59 f- yep. for the first time and then um, uh, flyweight but straight to um, championship weight of 56.7. So... Unfortunately, Jared has had to deal with me and the stress of making new weight divisions multiple times and so has my dietitian Ryan. Um, but it was honestly one of the the best um, – uh, well, I, I guess I, I say this every time I make weight um, since I've been with Ryan, like every time it just gets better and better and I'm really surprised, especially when we're going down and then back up and down and up um, – that I anticipate, I don't know, that it would be significantly worse but we did all of the preparation um, and I think the other thing too was uh, the physical condition that I came into this cut um, in all all aspects from, you know, all of my coaches um, and uh, the package that we brought together was probably the best yet Um, but also I think the mental – um side of it like with the performance coaching actually helped me in the weight cut as well like massively helped me in the weight cut like um I think that was the easiest weight cut I've ever done because of the mental side and um you know I I prefer the bath uh as opposed to a sauna or or anything like that but um yeah I think that even helped there uh, as well um big changes yeah I I saw that as well I've been there for a lot of cuts now so um i know how you can be and yeah this last one was definitely uh one of the easier ones they're, they're all pretty pretty easy from uh, my perspective all i've got to do is just help you get out of the bath and wrap you up in towels but um, 
don't be fooled, cutting weight is not easy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it makes it easy when you've got a good team though. Yeah, definitely. And you've got the best support person there with you. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we travelled down Friday to Adelaide. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon fight, so a bit different as well with yeah. the with the travel and the weigh-in times and all that type of stuff. Um, but it was pretty good. Kind of felt like UFC warm-up, you know, all these cards in the States um, a Sunday over here in Australia. So um, pretty cool to, to have that aspect of it and, and see that with the travel times and the weigh-in on the Saturday and all that type of stuff. Yeah, and so obviously we were already there um, on the Friday night. So, you know, that made it a lot easier in terms of planning the, the weight cut and stuff because we didn't have to worry about travel on that Saturday as well. You know, that was awesome. Felt great. Like we went out and explored, went for a nice big walk. Um, and, yeah, I got to sit next to Jared Wally, ate two pizzas for, for lunch. Or well, not two pizzas. That's a lie. He bought two pizzas because he actually thought about me later on um, so that I could have some cold pizza in the fridge for, for later. Um, I'm a thinker. Yeah, yeah. So I got to sit there next to him while he ate pizza while I'm waiting, you know, to for, for Wayne's later that day. Lucky it was a good cut. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, I still would have done it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then um, then we went to the, the Rosie, the Rosemont Hotel for Wayne's. And look, this was the first time I've ever weighed in in the middle of a pub before. Um, being a, a um, Saturday night as well, um, we got there and it was full of people. Um, some people were eating dinner, some people having drinks and, you know, watching sport. And, uh, yeah, it was a cool experience, but, uh, I, yeah, I will say I have never, never, um, stripped down to, to weigh in in front of an entire room full of some people that cared and some people that were just there to get a, <laughs> get a, get a feed and a, and a beer. Yeah, and just uh, having their, um, <laughs> Saturday night at the pub watching the footy on the TV and next minute you got, uh, here's some half naked people yeah. stepping on scales and staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> fighters getting their kid off and, um. <laughs> weighing in for a fight show but it I was awesome it, um, though it'd bring a bit of hype to the show as well maybe those people that were at the pub didn't know about it and uh now they're buying tickets to see yeah, the show and that absolutely happened too like um uh, while we were there there was some some guys that sort of asked us oh what's going on here you know are there fights and and we when we sort of told them that's that's exactly what happened they're like oh where is it when is it you know um so so it was was pretty cool um and then obviously um, what I always love to do after making weight is I love to go and have dinner after Wayne's. Obviously after I rehydrate and we've planned it all out with my dietitian. Don't worry. Don't worry, Ryan. It's all good. <laughs> um, after Wayne's I like to go have dinner with the, the people that I love and care about, you know, my closest friends, family, you know, supporters um, that are there wherever the, the fights are. And, uh, yeah, I like to go have dinner with them and, and I find that really grounding and it really fills my cup and fills my heart. And um, uh, th- those are like the really, really small moments that I'm always super, super grateful um, for because when you are chasing your dreams and you're dedicated, you don't get to spend much time with the people that you love um, and you do make a lot of sacrifices and you can't necessarily go and eat out and all that kind of stuff. So. Even though it's fun to go eat something that I don't necessarily normally eat, it's more about the moment spent with um, my closest people and I absolutely love it. Those are, as I said, some of the most grateful moments 
um, of my life. I, I love that. Um, and so that's what we did. Um, and I was lucky enough to actually have both my mum and my dad and my little brother there as well and my coach and my beautiful partner, Jared. And it was awesome. Yeah. Got, wait, Nate, some dumplings, some Chinese. You can't go wrong there. And No, I cannot go wrong there. It's um, one of your, um, your favourites. So. Love dumplings, love Chinese. Um, it's usually always either Chinese or Mexican because it's similar kind of food to what I, I regularly eat, you know, rice, meat, veg. Um, yeah. And then ice cream because um, I always have some ice cream after after my post weigh-in meal. Um, yeah, and then uh, fight day, fight day. I I, um, I generally try and get my braids done on fight day. Um, as you can see, they're still in there. French did an amazing job. Um, and yeah, so I had a friend come and do my fight braids, uh, in the hotel room. And I feel like that's where the transition to drop bear starts happening on fight day. I feel like, um, for females, at least you don't look like a fighter until you've got the, got the braids in. But once you've got the braids in, that's when everything starts sort of switching over. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's when the, uh, random shadow boxing starts and the Bouncing around <laughs> the room, on your toes, <laughs> flinching at everything. That's when it starts, as soon as the braids go in. See, this is why he's here to give you guys all the real insights onto to what life is like, um, not just from the fighter perspective. Um, <laughs> Mate, if she was fighting the person in the mirror on fight day, she'd 10 eights all day. <laughs> Shadow boxing all day. All day. Um, and then I also usually either the day before or um, on fight day I paint my nails and um, I've got little little drop bears on there, um, which I, I love and obviously my favourite colour is blue if you couldn't tell. Well, here we are also. We're here in uh, my lovely, amazing supporter shirts that are made by Havoc. Um, amazing. I'm so happy with these. Absolutely stoked and I'm loving seeing everybody in them. I should actually stand up and show them, shouldn't I? Yeah, show, show the front off and I'll jump up and you can uh, show the back off in a minute. But, yeah, they, these are the Drop Bear shirts. They come out amazing uh, from Havoc and we've got all the support there on the back and um, combatants with the uh, illustrations and the drawings there on the front and the, the, all the colours and everything, they turned out amazing. So um, I know everyone involved is stoked with them and... Yeah, all the people that we've been seeing wearing them is um, incredible because, uh, yeah, it also goes to, to support the dream and, and support you and everyone who has bought one. We're um, both, but I know Danielle is definitely appreciative of it. And uh, Yeah, I'm absolutely stoked. They came out amazing and to everyone that bought one, like thank you so much for, you know, supporting me, supporting my journey, wanting uh, wanting one of them for starters but also knowing that, you know, um, a small portion of the, the profits did um, go towards my, my training, um, my training costs because um, chasing a dream in mixed martial arts is incredibly expensive because unfortunately we pay for everything ourselves. So um, it, is, it is incredibly expensive. So, yeah, so that's everything leading up to the actual fight. And then, um, then, we, head off, then we head off to the fight show. Um, the usual things happen. I personally like um, I like getting out there and watching the fights before before I fight. Um, I will take a step back for a minute. The venue, oh, good. fight show at yeah. Adelaide Oval. 
um, in one of the wow. rooms at uh, the Adelaide Oval there. And yes. w- what a spot for, for not only the show to be but the warm-up rooms and, and just the whole oh. vibe of the the arena and, and the place. You We'll pop s- some footage in here. Um, but basically um, it was at the Adelaide Oval in one of the big function spaces, actually at Adelaide Oval, right? And our warm-up rooms were the VIP boxes. Um, so our warm-up rooms, not only did we have all the memorabilia, um, you know, in the walls, um, we had this, you know, some seating um, and stuff, but this beautiful view, um, all glass windows and stuff looking straight out over Adelaide Oval um, and it was it was awesome. It was so awesome to fight in a venue um, that has obviously like a rich history and so many other um, Australian athletes um, have, you know, walked the halls of, of, of that venue and, and obviously had great success there. Um, so that was really special, um, really special to have such a special moment to myself in a venue like that where other great Australian athletes um, have, have also been and, you, you know, all that memorabilia and stuff on the walls as well. So it was it was really cool, like really cool venue. Super cool. And the um, the room that the, the cage was set up in in the fight, it, it was cool as well. Had some elevated seating, uh, lots of room, lots of spectators. Yeah. Oh, and a big glass windows, to, like you yep. could see straight out and the, the lighting and – and Diamondback put on a really good show and they're like the, – they're set up and obviously the venue and stuff was great but even just like the way that they stream the fight, the way that they photograph, the way that they run it, the way that they, um, you know, interact with the fighters and look after the fighters and stuff as well, give clear instructions. Everybody knows what's happening. You can always find someone if you need something. Like that was really, really cool as as well. Um and really, really special, I think, as well. Thank you to Diamondback for um, allowing us females that co-main event spot, um, and obviously a, a title as well. But you know, putting us up there as that co-main event um, and and really showcasing, allowing us to showcase women's MMA and Australian women's MMA was was really, really special. Um, and there was actually some footage that was put out there. Um, by I think it's Air JPEG. Um, it's a media um, crew that that filmed um, my my opponent and obviously our fight and, and stuff. And they were there at Wayne's. Um, and I sort of said it on social media um, on the posts and stuff uh, leading up to this fight. But um, I did actually say it to my opponent at Wayne's, and I sort of said to her to her after we weighed in and got photos with the belt and all that kind of stuff. I sort of said, "Yeah, we're gonna." We're gonna steal the show show for sure tomorrow night, and then I said, "We're gonna we're gonna show up all the boys," and we absolutely did. We had the crowd on their feet. Um, so I guess we may as well just move straight to um to the fights. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so it was an epic night of fights. Um, I like to, as I said, go out and see my friends, family, supporters, whoever is there. Um, to see me letting them know I'm all good and, you know, um, just see them. It kind of, as I said, grounds me, calms me and I, and I, I like to do that, um, you know. And um, I like to watch some of the fights because I think too sometimes we get caught up in, you know, building up the fight to be much bigger than it is, building up our opponent to be much bigger than they are. And I, I find it when we when I go out there and watch some of the early fights, it really grounds me again to go, that's right, everyone's human. And I look at that and go, Oh, that's right. I can do that. 
Yeah. I can do that too. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see as soon as you start seeing the fights uh, taking place, the early prelims or if you're, if you're early on as well, the, the first or second fight of the night, um, the, the whole mood changes. It's, it's, it's a little bit tense. You have the fighter meeting, you're out the back and your hands are up. You, it's, a, it's a whole lot of waiting around and, and just thinking about what's going on. And then, yeah, you, you go and watch a few of those uh, earlier fights on the on the night, and the whole the whole mood changes, the whole demeanor changes. Um, get a bit of a spring in your step. You're like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this. I, I'm, yeah, because it's, it's business I'm, time. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and for anyone that's ever seen me fight, like you'd know that I genuinely love it. I genuinely love what I do. Um, and as you would know by um, <laughs> all the smiling that I do while I fight. Um, but yeah, seeing those fights really pumps me up to be like, it focuses me to be like, yeah, it's business time. It gets me excited because I'm like, well, I get to do that again. That's right. That this is a fight show. This is fight night. This is what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, it really excites me as well. Um, cause I'm like, yeah, I get to do that again. Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that reminder that, you know, we're all human. Like you hear the sound. You hear the sound when, you know, someone's getting hit and you're like, yep, that's right. You know, I can do that too. Yeah, yeah. That smile gets a little bit bigger as soon as the fight's starting. It, it's awesome to see from my perspective as well. Like a, as soon as you, you get a few of those fights in the mental and you're like, yeah, it's go time. I, Yeah, it's just amazing. You see your smile change, see the demeanor change and, and um, yeah, I know you're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's it like for you um, in the warm-up process and, and that kind of thing? For me, obviously, I like to warm up really hard, then have a, you know, a bit of a chill and then I go, you know, another little warm-up before we go out um, and, you know, I sort of prepare myself um, to go out there and, and go to war but obviously to, to have fun as well and, and, and again, I feel like I'm at my best when I have fun. And, yeah. um, you know, when I hear my, my walkout music and that kind of thing and I'm like, I know I'm on and I like to be really, really present. I don't like to, you know, I'm not thinking about the fight when I'm walking out. I'm thinking about my song that's playing and I'm thinking about all my friends and family and the crowd. I'm like, this is my moment. Like, and I'm, I just have the best time. And generally I skip and dance my way out and I'm singing to my song and, you know, I really, really enjoy that and I really take it in. I'm really present when the announcer is, you know, announcing my name and my record and I'm, you know, looking into the camera and letting all the people at home know that I'm, you know, I'm here and that's that's my moment. The fight's going to happen when it's going to happen but for right now I'm I'm enjoying my, my time and my moment. What's it like for you? Because you obviously um, are a part of that. You walk out with me um, and, you know, what's it like for you sort of being there with me um, is it? Are you super nervous? It does when we go to the walkout. Like when do you get the most nervous? Is it out the back when you're watching me warm up? What you know, walking out. You know, what's what are your thoughts and feelings throughout that process? So, uh, well, I'll I'll start from the start and, and we'll go with while we're at the venue. Uh, it's building. It's building. I'm getting a little bit more nervous. A little bit more. Um, a little bit more in my head of the partner. Like, oh my god, the the person I love is about to go out and and fight and um yeah that's a little bit nerve-wracking and then and then just seeing how happy you are when you um when you listen to the crack of the gloves 
in those first few fights of the night and I can see how genuinely happy you are to be there and all of that it, it makes it a lot easier uh, knowing that you truly just love it and um, so yeah uh, after those first few fights it then transitions to more of a um, a, a cornerman kind of mental process uh, as you're getting warmed up it's it's still building but usually I'm I'm doing something no, I'm getting jelly beans ready I'm I'm getting killer pythons ready I'm making train aid <laughs> I'm you know um, making sure y- your gloves are there and ready to go and and um, talking to all the other people in in the warm-up room too so there's a little bit more happening a little bit closer to the fight and um, yeah it's, it's been a bit different um, every fight you know my role as you're warming up um, for, your, for your last fight I was there and, and we we're doing a bit of uh, grappling work you were shooting some takedowns and stuff and and I was there for that and just being a body there for you to for you to drill those things. Yeah, and you you wear many you wear many hats. Um like you will be a training partner like or you know you'll be there the cornerman, you're also there obviously you're my biggest support person and hype person and partner. Um but yeah, you you wear many hats cuz you'll be the body that's just there to help me do, you know, grappling or just even like sort of like touch sparring and, and helping me warm up. Touch, touch sparring. Touch sparring. Unfortunately, yeah. Jared walked into a nasty right hand. Um. <laughs> Getting Danielle prepped for, uh, for the most recent fight, doing a little bit of touch sparring out the back and um, I knew she was on when she just blasted me with an overhand. It, was it wasn't good. an overhand, it, it was, was a straight, straight right. right. Yeah, see, I didn't even see it coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did land those nasty straight rights in the fight. So was it worth it? It was. <laughs> it was. But um yeah, so so during all that I'm nice and busy. I have I have stuff to do. I don't really think about the actual fight too much. It, it's more of getting you ready and getting you in the mind frame. And we're gonna have to cut that one off there. I'm so sorry to leave you guys on a cliffhanger. I know you wanna know just as bad as I do when Jared gets the most nervous on fight night. But It will be the first thing uh, that we cover in episode number two and uh, you won't have to wait too long before we we put out that episode as well. Now, episode number two is actually going to cover all the juicy stuff. Um, It's obviously going to cover the fight. We talk a lot about the fight and um, also that incredible moment where um, I managed to achieve that giant goal of mine and, and what that moment was like for me. And also what it was like for Jared as a partner. Um, So it's going to be a great episode. We will get that one out very soon. Um, For now, if you could show us some love, like, uh, comment, share, subscribe, review, whatever it is on whatever platform you're tuning in on. Um, And if you want to go ahead and do it on all of them, that would be great and amazing. I really want to get this podcast out there so, you know, lots of people can listen to um and until then make sure to follow us on drop bed downpour instagram page we also have a facebook page but don't forget any videos or photos in this episode if you want to just quickly see those i'll be posting them on our instagram stories and uh, we'll save them as an instagram story highlight So until then, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an awesome uh, episode number one. There's so much more coming, and I'm so excited to share all of this with you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me and everything that I do. 
You're all absolute legends. And I'll see you back here on episode number two of the Drop Bear Downpour podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>